Now, a lot of us out here have been on a hill and we're gaining on the truck in front of us and we throw our left blinker on, we slide out there in that left lane and we're doing good, we're passing the guy and the engine fan comes on, you're dead in the water. You might as well just pull back in behind him. <laughs> you know, that's a significant draw on the truck that most people don't even consider. What lengths would you go for another mile or two per gallon in running fuel mileage? How does a six-year odyssey in modifications to your truck engine and related systems, reducing the draw on the engine from the fan and AC and more sound? That's in essence what Thinker Tinker, so to speak, inventor and independent owner-operator Kenny Capel did. Based in East Tennessee, Kenny continues to modify his own Freightliner Columbia and Detroit engine to get to the point where not only is he achieving about a mile and a half overall fuel mileage benefit, but moving toward uh, also eliminating idling entirely with his integrated system. I'm Todd Dills. This is the Overdrive Radio Podcast, and the reason we're talking about the extensive mods Capel made is because he and his sister, Patty Lane, are now proud owners of a patent on the system, issued earlier this year. They're easing into just what to do with that for now and willing to talk to any owner out there who's interested in the concept. Achieving the full benefits without significant problems requires a few steps, as you'll hear, and could require a substantial investment. But as Capel notes several times in the conversation that follows here, anything you can save when it comes to fuel will keep that money in your pocket. No news there, I know, for any owner-operator. The basic concept of the system is to do more work around engine-related systems with electricity rather than the horsepower of the engine directly. You can see a picture, for instance, of his modified main engine fan, now a four-electric fan setup, in the post associated with this podcast on my Channel 19 blog for August 7th, 2019. So, let's get to it. Here's Kenny Capel giving us the lay of the land when we talked last week. Yep, I, um, down here... Lower in the South Carolina. I got a load I'm going to pick up tomorrow going back down to Florida. Pretty much um, my normal routine. <laughs> I used to run everywhere when my wife and I ran team. And, um, now I pretty much just run um, Tennessee, south of 40, down to Florida, um, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina kind of deal. Um okay mainly into Florida. Um, the truck I have is a 2003 Columbia Freightliner that has a 12.7 Detroit pre-emission truck with a 13-speed. It's 293 rears. Um, it, it's set up to turn 2,500 in every gear. It's a six and a quarter using a tugboat program, uh, marine uh, injector deal. And, um, okay. It does 20, 50 foot-pounds of torque at 1,200 RPMs. And you are you are running uh, with your authority, right? Correct. I have my own authority, my own trailer, and, of course, motorcycle mounted to the nose of the trailer. I'm a pretty familiar yeah. truck. A lot of people have seen it. <laughs> we wrote about owner-operator Capel's front-of-trailer-mounted platform for a motorcycle for personal transport on the road as part of our, quote, Highway Hacks series. Just prior to our conversation last week, Capel, uh, Capel shared a couple of pictures of the bike at the campground inside the Tannehill Ironworks State Park in McCalla, Alabama. 
as an alternative to an overnight at the nearby Petro there. Yes, sir. I um, okay. have, was in McCullough, Alabama, Petro, and had a, a B service done to the truck um, and was going to run to Walmart and saw the sign, and I thought, hey, I'm no longer just a truck driver. I'm a professional paid tourist, so let's go see what this state park's about. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's got to be quite a, a nice option to have there with the motorcycle um, to just kind of get away when you're, when you're stuck somewhere. Well, when you when you're looking at the fact of one of these trucks on average burns a gallon an hour of fuel at an average cost of three dollars a gallon, it, it gets pretty pricey to just keep sitting in the truck your whole 34 hours. So if you can find something to do, you know, get away from the truck, take a break from it all, and you know, back to nature like I like to do, camping and whatnot. Um, it the site cost me twenty dollars. That included showers. Is unlimited however many i wanted while i was there their laundry facility there was included in that twenty dollars and their laundry facility is only a buck fifty a wash buck fifty a dry versus like three dollars at the truck stop you know so it's a good way to save money as well as get out of the truck and move around and try and get a little bit healthier <laughs> you live in philadelphia tennessee is that, is that right Correct. Yeah, it's uh, between Knoxville and um, Chattanooga off I-75. A lot of people are familiar with the Dinner Bell restaurant. I'm about six miles from that restaurant. And you are now the uh, proud owner of a patent having to do with the modification of a heavy-duty truck's uh, air conditioning system. Congrats on that. Right. My, my sister and I both are... Um, teams in that one there that's when we were younger we were watching traffic go by and i promised her if i ever came up with an idea that you know i would include her in it and uh she took the giant leap and paid the majority part of the patent and her and her her name is patty her last name is lane she's married to a lane. wonderful fellow named daryl lane uh, a lot of us out here who run team with their wives and stuff may may have the same kind of wonderful wife I do. She's a great woman, but she has a heavy foot for such a little girl. And um, if the speed limit was 75, she wanted to run 75. And back then we were running team to the Northwest, pulling carpet out of Dalton, Georgia, uh, going up toward Washington and then back down to LA and doing the triangle back to Dalton, Georgia. Um, the average fuel mileage of the truck was in the high sixes, low sevens, running team that way. All my numbers and everything that I have on this was based on team running. Um, okay. So what we ended up doing, uh, the fan clutch was getting ready to go out, and you know that's that's an awful heavy thing if you ever have to move one. But um, I decided that I wanted to try and increase fuel mileage and uh, see if I could eliminate rotating mass and go electric like a lot of the cars and stuff do today. Okay. And uh, I gave that a whirl, and and it was fine in the wintertime. In the summertime, I started having some overheating issues, um, which was solved by um, some crafty thinking on my part by uh, 
eliminating some heat transfer from under the hood by relocating other parts of the AC system. Okay. So the truck yeah. then ended up going from the high sixes, low sevens to 8.2 consistently in fuel mileage, running 70 mile an hour most of the time. Okay, so not, yeah, not, not uh, you know, shaving off uh, miles per gallon by slowing down, but by basically um, taking some of the load off of uh, the engine. Correct. That and increasing the airflow and the horsepower, and it ended okay. up having all kinds of other little deals that were unexpected. Uh, my maintenance costs are a little lower. My air filter, my air cap filter lasts longer. I can go to a dirt parking lot and not stir up that big old cloud of dust we're all familiar seeing. <laughs> well, over the time period that you started making these modifications, how, how long... Um... How long ago did it start? In 2013 was my first um, trial with it, and yeah. it was it was not a really good one. Um, I had some issues, so I went to a place in Washington that specializes in uh, cooling systems and stuff, and we tried another system, and that was better, but still not where it needed to be. And then I discovered OTR truck and trailer repair in Dalton, Georgia, and got with them, and um, they were able to help me redesign my system so that it was a much more efficient system, and that worked good for about a year. Um, then um, the aluminum that we used started cracking in the center where everything was uh, taking a beating from all the weight and everything on the front of the truck. And so I went back and they were able to modify it again for me with uh, a steel system instead of aluminum. And I've not had another issue with it since. Yeah, and that, and that steel is basically the part of this system uh, includes a the parts that were cracking, it sounds like, were basically the parts that, to which you mount the auxiliary fans after you take out the, the big original fan. Is that is that right? Correct. Correct. In the okay. center of where all those fans, you know, where it met. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a, basic, it's a long long process we're talking about here, and this is all happening while you, you, know, you have the truck. Correct. I mean, the whole time I was making revenue with it. Right. Working it. You know, we had some electrical issues and had to change out the wiring that we were using. Um, You know, we we realized that redundancy was something that we really needed to focus on, uh, very much like the military. In fact, uh, part of my idea came from uh, the uh, Air Force guys. Anybody who's ever been in the military knows that they take really good care of our Air Force guys. Um, and oh, yeah, okay. they're some of the few vehicles that have air conditioning. <laughs> right. Once you get this whole thing, once you got the system down, um, you got it like you wanted it, and you were still running. Were you still running team by that point, I guess? Yes, sir. We were still running team, yeah. um, and the mileage really hadn't changed. It stayed consistent. 
throughout, even when we, you know, would lose a, a a fan and whatnot because of the redundancy, we were still able to make our loads. We didn't have any service failures over it. Um, yeah. It took me a good while to really think out the whole system, and we now have uh, three to four stages of the system now um, that we're looking at some further development on it. Um, it will actually be able to reduce your idle time. Huge difference. Like, uh, as you know, last night when I was coming up here, I was sending you the driving fuel mileage that I was getting right. from uh, Florida up here. and It was like 8-1. Uh, by the time I arrived here to South Carolina, I was at 8.5. And, a half. and um, since then, um, I sent you a, a thing where the idle time had brought it down to to 8.2 in about an hour, and right now we're currently at 7.3. Now, if I keep idling the truck in the morning, we'll be down in the high sixes. As a so, as just kind of an average over the over the recent time, right? Right. Right. I mean, um, you know, you anytime you're you're burning fuel and not moving, that's not fuel mileage. <laughs> Right. Right. So we're looking at developing the rest of the stuff because the fuel is getting ready to be refined to the ultra sulfur for the ships that are going across country, you know, overseas and whatnot. And once that happens, our fuel prices are going to go up tremendously from what they are now. We're trying to stay ahead of the curve here and see what we can do. The new shift for ocean-going vessels to lower sulfur fuel is coming at the beginning of next year, and some analysts, at least, have indeed predicted the shift could impact ultra-low sulfur prices, beginning as early as this fall. Right. We're hoping that our system can benefit a wide variety from, you know, people like me, single truck, single trailer, right up to the big Fortune 500 companies. And you know, right. when you look at everything as a whole, you can only do so much aerodynamically, and then you have to figure out, you know, how else to improve fuel mileage. When you talk about eliminating idle times, there a way to sort of um, simply uh, turn, uh, integrate that system with an APU or something. That Correct. Can, right. That's in our patent to do. Right. Okay. We we have that uh, in our patent to do with uh, electric style APUs and or okay. you, know, uh, you know the diesel or, or gas uh, prefer not to gas deal but you know I'd rather stick with diesel but um, yeah. it it would really just eliminate idle time pretty much altogether right. so the, this truck that would keep my fuel mileage up in the eights all the time again yeah as if you're running team again yeah yeah, and, and you're running so, team, so, right. You 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 hardly ever have the idle time that a solo does because of the ten hour yeah. break. That's interesting though, but that's that's a significant gain uh uh from uh simply one major change, right? Like a two mile per gallon uh almost two uh, is anyway. One yeah. one one point uh one to one and a half on average, depending on okay. your your trailer you're pulling, you know, if it's got skirts on it and everything, that makes a huge difference. Um, aerodynamically, of course, uh, your speed, uh, that 
definitely has a, a variable on it. If I if we were to have slowed down, you know, in California, we were watching it go up in the nines to to elevens, depending on well, where we run, were in California. Yeah, when you're so, running more slowly. Yeah. Fifty five miles an hour, you know, that's right. <laughs> that right. fuel mileage is just going running right up there with some of these super trucks and I don't have near the aerodynamics the super trucks have, you know. Um, when you look at, most people don't realize that, say, the 12.7 setup that I have, when the engine fan comes on, you're standing outside watching your truck, and it's idling, and that engine fan comes on, whether it be for the air conditioner or for the cooling the truck down, the truck will a lot of times shake, and you can watch the antennas move, okay? Well, that's between 45 and 55 horsepower you're losing every time that engine fan engages. Now, a lot of us out here have been on a hill and we're gaining on the truck in front of us and we throw our left blinker on, we slide out there in that left lane and we're doing good, we're passing the guy and the engine fan comes on, you're dead in the water. You might as well just pull back in behind him. <laughs> you know, that's significant draw on the truck that most people don't even consider. You know, um, so... When you're looking at my system, I'll lose five horsepower with, you know, everything I have running versus 45 when the engine fan engages. Now, I got a lot of people going, man, I've never seen that. I mean, pretty much anywhere I go and have work done, if a mechanic catches it, because a lot of people will see things and not see things, if you know what I mean. Um, sure. But the ones that catch it will, oh, Dude, and they they start calling their friends over that work with them, and they come here, look at this, you know, and it brings a big crowd. They want to take pictures and everything, you know, and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, <laughs> and they want to know how it works and what kind of fuel mileage I get and how fast the truck will go, and I'd rather not tell them how fast it'll go. I, I will say that at 2250, my wife left some bull haulers to shame over 12 minutes straight running across Arizona around 146. And that was at 2250 out of a possible 2500. <laughs> so, good. I, I don't ever want to see it do that kind of speed again. I don't want to be in it when it's doing that again. <laughs> you've got you've got a patent on this design, and you know, in the looking through the patent, I mean, yeah, you've patented several different. Um, configurations of of this same basic um, idea, uh, right? And you and don't. I don't think you have the whole patent, um, right? But the whole patent is even more detailed than that. We've right. we've conceived any kind of way you can think of doing it. You know, how multiple right. fans, not so multiple fans. However, you wanted to try and do it, you know, to try and protect the idea because nothing right. else really has this significant gain in fuel mileage. You know, and for a team truck, they will notice it right off the bat. Right. Um, and so what's the next step for you in terms of taking this idea forward? Uh, looking at Aftermarket would be the way we would want to introduce this. Um, okay. My sister would love to have her own little business dealing with, you know, parts pickup and Scheduling appointments to have it done at the OTR Truck and Trailer Repair in Dalton, Georgia, and gotcha. you know, um, and just they're the only ones right now that that know the system well enough to that I would say go there and have it done. 
Um, right. There's there's some other people that you know have seen it, but they don't know the full system. Um, right. So um, there is one guy um, there at OTR. His name's Chad, and uh, he knows the system in and out. Um, there's a uh, one other fellow over there, Darren at OTR, that knows anything you want to know about the wiring. <laughs> gotcha. They're they're both they're really great people, and uh, of course JW, the owner of it, is uh, he's the fabricator guru. You know, he he came up with. Uh, I told him what I wanted to do with the motorcycle. He went out and bought all the material. I paid for it, and he wanted to know the measurements where the rubber met the road. So I had to call because I didn't have the motorcycle at the time. So I called out where the motorcycle was in Texas. And um, we I asked that question and they were like, what? And I explained to them what I was doing. And oh, okay. So they gave me the measurements where the rubber met the road. And then I had at, had to ask them what the difference would be from 17 inch tires front and rear to a 21 18. And they were like, oh, well, we can measure this other bike here. It's not the same, but it is the same. And I'm like, okay, that'll work. And so they measured that one. So we went off those measurements. And um, JW did a fantastic job of fan fabricating this thing. Uh, it, it was a bike up there. I can even stand up there on that thing, and it doesn't budge. I mean, it's just solid. Um, he seems to think it would hold probably, you know, 800 plus pounds, but when you do that, you don't, you know, you have to take away from your steers because that's where it's putting all that weight is on your steers. And the further back you go with the trailer, the less aerodynamics you have. So I wanted to stay with everything in for, you know, under 500 pounds. And we were able to do that with the way we have the system hooked up on the truck for the motorcycle. And on this uh, the air conditioner modification, I imagine there is a good bit of fabricating that goes along with that. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's that was one of my concerns this morning. Um, I wanted to be able to give you guys kind of a, an estimated price on what it would be for a truck like mine. And they're going, you know what? Well, we didn't actually do everything all at once. We'd have to go back and research. And I yeah. have not heard back from them yet, but I'm sure they're working right. on numbers and everything now. Um, they, uh, they were like, and you can't just use your truck as, and, and be done with it because there's so many different hood designs and, you know, different yeah. AC systems and so forth, so on, you know, so each, I imagine it'd be one, a lot of variability, you know, and, and right. you know. a lot of fabrication would be involved for the first few models. Like you could probably take what I have on this truck and it would work on any of the Columbia's and centuries. But if you were to try and take this and put it on a, uh, old Western star, you know, now, now you have a different, you know, or an old Peterbilt or whatever, you have different dimensions of the radiator and cooling system and everything. So it's not a one size fits all. I wish it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, if, a, if an owner operator wants it done, they could come to you guys and, and you could they could you could put them in touch with OTR. Right. They they could schedule an appointment with OTR. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
or 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 call my sister and go through her and she could schedule the appointment. <laughs> yep. Yep. Kenny Capel shared his sister Patty Lane's contact information for anyone who's serious about exploring the potential for modifications to their own truck or trucks. You can get in touch with Patty, uh, that's P-A-T-T-I, via phone at 404-545-0336 and via email at aherntransportation at gmail.com. That's ahern, A-H-E-A-R-N, as in Nancy. Uh, transportation. That happens to be the name of uh, Kenny's independent business as well. Patty handles a good deal of his back office admin work for him. We're really interested in trying to get you know more people interested in this. Number one, fuel's not going to go down and stay down. It's it's definitely on the rise. And um, your two biggest expenses to begin with is number one, your health. Uh, I can't stress that enough. Um, and then number two is your, your fuel cost because without the fuel, you don't move freight. So, um, you know, we had talked about the TV show BJ and the bear years ago, 1978, he was making a buck 50 a mile back then. And if you look at the, the rates now, I think they're in the 177 neighborhood average. Um, I have to look at that and be sure I'm not, you know, by chance. Depends where you are and what you're hauling, right? Like um, nationally, uh, reefer and van. I mean, reefer and uh, flatbed are both above too. But uh, yeah, van is below. Right. So when you when you look at the van, which is what I have, you know, and you compare to 1978, we're paying three dollars a gallon, where he only paid eighty cents average for fuel. Right. Oh boy, what I would do to pay eighty cents a gallon for fuel. <laughs> Anything, yeah, any any little bit of uh, extra fuel miles you can get is uh, is well worth it. More money in your pocket, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yep. So once we complete the uh, other two stages of this system, then there'll be a lot more money coming back in my pocket because um, I will. I will eliminate the idle time totally of the truck. Right. It will no longer be reliant on this 625 horsepower 12.7 diesel <laughs> at a gallon an hour <laughs> right. to keep me, you know, comfortable. What are you What are you going to rely on, particularly in your truck? Are you going for a battery power system or something else? Well, being that I own, the own tra- my own trailer and everything, right? I can I can yeah. utilize solar. Um, okay. as well as a two-cylinder diesel engine just with the alternator on it. And then we, we have another modification for the AC system that we will be eliminating the, the belt-driven AC from the motor. And uh, once once we get those things you know perfected and everything, then um, I will no longer have any idle time on this truck. Now, that works great for air conditioning, but as far as heat goes, you know, you can't beat a Wabasco bunk heater or one of those. You know, there's just no way you can you can beat that. <laughs> so, right, right. I'm a southern runner. I pretty much stay in the south where, you know, into Florida where even in the wintertime people are still running around in shorts. <laughs> so, right. yeah, heat's not that big of a deal for me unless I'm north, you know. Right. Uh, that's that's what I was gonna ask. Is, are the, 
I guess the the system here um, uh, could be it's, it's probably almost equally beneficial to people that run uh, up north where they may not need air conditioning as much. Right. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, the fuel mileage benefit, you know, that's that's why we have set this up in several stages. Um, stage one is is the first step would be the, the air conditioning modification that we do. Stage two would be the uh, engine fan deal. Um, the, the reason we have it like that is because if you go to any dealership now, like Freightliner and say, hey, you know, I got this idea. I want to remove the engine fan. Nope, you no longer have warranty on that truck. You've just blown the warranty. You know, so you can you can do phase one of our system and eliminate a lot of runtime of that engine fan. And it would still utilize the factory engine fan. Um, the idea is to, you know, not take up any more storage space inside the truck and still be able to utilize your factory front and rear vent. Anybody with an ATU knows that that ATU is only doing the bunk. And they're trying to cool the whole truck down with that ATU, you know, only trying to cool the bunk. So when you utilize them front and rear vents, you're going to cut the run time down, time down big time on your ATU. System is a really win-win situation from, you know, all different kind of standpoints. You know, I've, we've had people try and nitpick it and, and I will, you know, basically what I just explained to you just kind of, yeah, you know, makes makes perfect sense. You know, if you only have air cooling in the bunk and, and not the front, and you're trying to cool the whole thing down, that motor's going to run a lot longer. Again, inquiries into the system can be made uh, via owner-operator Kenny Capel's sister, Patty Lane, at 405-545-0336 or by email at Ahern, A-H-E-A-R-N, transportation at gmail.com. Thanks to Kenny for the time, and until the next edition of the Overdrive Radio Podcast, stay pro out there.